<laughs> we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am one of your co-hosts, Blake Rafino. Alongside me is the man, the myth, the landry. Look, so normally I come out here and say something negative about you to start the show. However, however, justified. well, you said it was justified, Dom, or not <laughs> me. But see, I got one. I get, I did get okay. one. The Campbell shirt that you have on. Did you know that Campbell has a young man, a pitcher, a lefty? that throws 100 miles an hour plus, and the dude is not good other than throwing 100 miles an hour, but my man can absolutely sling it. I'm a big college baseball guy, so I dig the Campbell shirt. I, I did know that Campbell has a really good baseball program. They also have a really good wrestling program, so the, the story behind the shirt, uh, if anyone remembers from during the football season, there was one week I was briefly away from doing the show, my FCS football podcast that I do, we make an annual trip where we let fans of the show pick where we go. We got duped into going to Campbell University. Nothing going on there. It was one of the most boring towns I've ever been to. Okay. There's not where, a where is, Campbell? where is Campbell for people? Louis Creek, North Carolina. It is a dry county. So there was what? nothing to do. Yeah. Oh, it was unbelievably boring. How did man is quick? Man is quick over here with the with the Dahmer comment. But hey. um Somebody showed us around and was telling us about how good the baseball program is, how good the wrestling program is. That's funny that they have a pitcher who is really fast but can't aim for for crap apparently. Yeah, his accuracy is is kind of like your <laughs> your game at women. Nevertheless, Joe, we do. It's just a joke, man. Don't give me those faces. It hurts. I, I don't. It hurts. I don't... I, you know not. what's going to happen? I'm going to get my my girlfriend on Saturday is going to be like, why was Blake saying that you <laughs> – that's what's going to happen? Because she listens I to the mean, show. I mean, it's just a joke. I mean, well, first off, she can call me if she needs to, <laughs> um, and I will tell her – I'm not, I'm not uh, facilitating what that. Truth, what the truth is. I'm just letting you know. All right. So we do have <clears> – <throat> excuse me. We do have a good show in store for you today. All right. So, Joe, this is kind of what sparked it, and I will name drop – where I need to name drop my buddy, Josh Pate, who a lot of people know, uh, put out his top 10, which then got your boy to respond. And there was a little back and forth. Okay. On social media. So he did his top 10. I'm going to do, we're going to do our top 10 programs uh, around college football. I think this is going to be really fun. I think that you and I, we have a lot of the same teams, just in a lot of different orders. Okay. And I really do like that. I think that my criteria for top 10 is different from probably your criteria. Joe, let me ask you this question. How long does college yeah. last normally for normal people? Wait, say that again. You cut out for how long, how long does, does college, college last? Yeah, how long does college last? Four or five years. So I went off okay. of that five-year window. You went off of four. I, I, I'm okay with a four or five. It doesn't bother me. But I, what I'm not okay with is a three-year window, a two-year window. I, yeah, I, don't, I, sure. don't, I don't like that. And we'll give the reasons as to why here tonight because there are teams that, look, Joe, during the season, if Clemson loses to Idaho Tech in, in the middle of the season, you and I will come on here saying Dabo sucks, whatever. The mm -hmm. truth is Dabo doesn't suck. Okay, as an example, Joe, they have 12 straight seasons of 10 wins or more. Okay, they don't suck. Okay, so right. we'll talk about things like that and the, and the stability of our program. Now, we'll give our list and we'll debate uh, on that. And also, <sighs> Joe, 
I, I was following this all day today, okay, just because, it, it, it look, it piques my interest. I'd love to see how yeah. dumb politicians can be, okay? With that being said, the congressional hearing uh, uh, what happened today in reference to college athletics and NIL, multiple people spoke, and it was an outright travesty when it came to that. So if we have time at the end, it, nevertheless, at some point this week, we will talk about what they talked about today in the congressional hearing with NIL, and we will respond to it. So not a lot of topics, but it's going to be a lot of content uh, as we debate this top 10 and the NIL game. All right, so let's Absolutely. do this. Since it's going to be a long show, let's do this and get into it. Everybody do us a favor, though. I don't know why. This never happens to me on my other show. I don't know why I, I start like my throat starts doing that. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Everybody, the warm up show. I, I guess, I guess, but one day we're going to, you know, it's, it's going to be massive. You, you never know what's yeah, going to happen. All right, but everybody do a favor by hitting the like and share, share to all of those social media groups, share to all of your social media pages. If you're listening to us wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe as well. And don't forget to subscribe to YouTube as we're still doing the $200 giveaway. Hit the subscribe button and notification bell. We greatly appreciate you doing that. So, Joe, let's talk about our good friends over at BetOnline. We're back in 50 seconds. Another debate between Rafino and Joe comes up next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. We're back! We need to get a new... We need to get a new sound because we give Texas too many run, too much run. We give Texas too much run. We need a new transition sound. Uh, no, and here's why. Because they're not going to be on either <laughs> one of our top tens here tonight. So I love it. Every time we can we can Rudy Poo on Texas, we will. So, Joe, if to anyone who's just joining us, everybody listening, we're going to go through our top ten uh, programs mm -hmm. in college football. Now, I'm going to start off here. Okay, and I will give you a little bit of my criteria to start off with. Number one, <clears throat> Joe, I, I think this is the ultimate. This is the thing that probably uh, irks me one of the most, at least maybe the most, or if not the most, it's up there. National championships have to matter. They have, they have to matter. Recruiting has to matter. Coaching and beating teams you're not supposed to has to matter. My window to to view a program usually goes on a four- to five-year span. What have you done in that four and five years? With that being said, and we'll go into greater detail about why we put these teams in our top ten. And look, I know what I'm going to be labeled as, okay, is a homer for one of my picks, okay? But I really do feel that I can justify – 
based off the criteria that I believe in my heart of hearts is the thing that you have to have the most to be in this list, okay, why I have teams where I have them. So let me give you my list. Here it is. So my top 10 college programs in the country. Now, number 10, I only did it because of you. With no oh, stop it. Stop. stop. Who else are you putting there at number 10? Who else are you putting there? Uh, Idaho Tech. Anyway, because you know you never know. Notre Dame could lose to I almost put in Marshall just to just to make a joke. Anyway, oh, I, I would have left I would have left the show. I would have let you finish the show if, you, if I showed up here and that graphic had Marshall on it, I would I wouldn't have showed up today. Either way, here's my top 10. Number one, Georgia, number two, Alabama, number three, LSU, number four, Michigan, number five, Clemson, number six, Ohio State, number seven, Utah. Number eight, Oregon. Number nine, Penn State. And number 10, rounding out with Notre Dame Fighting Irish. So go ahead. Go ahead and hit me with the LSU. Go ahead. Where do you think that I'm wrong? So look here, Blake. I what, do, you want, do you want me to go through mine first, and then we go back and forth? Or do we want, do you want to approach breaking down yours? Yeah, we can go through yours. Let's go through yours. Okay. All right. So All here's right, Joe's top 10 yes. programs. So here's what I've got in my criteria. You laid out your criteria a little bit. Here's what I took into account. I looked over the past five years and I calculated a few things that I thought were important. I took notice of national championships, college football playoff appearances. I took note of how many total wins your program has, which is a little uh, off right. because of the COVID year, but it's still an important metric to pay attention to. I also accounted for top 10 recruiting classes per 247 sports. First round draft picks, which I think is an underrated one because that shows talent development. And then lastly, conference championships. I also think part of this as well is future outlook, capability of, of what your program can do in the future, in the long term, how well you've set up your team for success. That's part of what I came into because uh, I did some reshuffling separate from those numbers that I pulled and I put together in a spreadsheet. But Blake, I want to start off with this first with yours. Okay. I don't like Penn State making the top 10 at all. All right. To place them in this top 10. Well, and it goes in line with what I've talked about, about James Franklin on this program before, is that he is a guy who beats up on the weak teams in the Big Ten, consistently beats up on the weak teams in the Big Ten. He has no conference championships to show for it. He has, in the past, in that five-year window I'm talking about, he has no national championships. He has no college football playoff appearances. He's got a bunch of nice bowl wins and a couple top recruiting classes and that's it i can't sit here and qualify that and put them on this list when i've got a team like utah who's gone in they've won multiple conference championships they haven't reached the playoff just yet but they have been really good in their conference and they've been one of the most winningest programs in that five-year window as well so i have utah at seven okay and i have penn state at nine if you're going to take Penn State out, who are you putting in? I had Oregon in there. Did you not have Oregon? I had Oregon at eight. I'm trying to – wait, so then who am I missing here? <laughs> That's my point. So here's my justification for Penn State. Yes. You ready? Okay. Joe, they have two of the last four seasons. They have 11 wins. Okay. Oh, I know I know who I'm missing, but continue. All right, who are you missing? It was Oklahoma. That was who I had swapped not, in there. There's no way. There. Listen. Okay. 
Okay. Here's my justification for that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And since we'll get to yours, so when we get to Oklahoma, that was actually going to be my first one to debate with you would be Oklahoma. Okay. All right. Let's here's dive into Penn State. With, here's my thing with Penn State. They're losing to teams that are better than them. Okay. And they're not losing by massive margins. And I also, in this criteria, look at what, what I think is going to happen in the very immediate future. I, I'm really high on Penn State for this upcoming season. So much so, as we continue to do the show, I think they could win the Big Ten. That's how high I am on them right now. So two seasons of 11 wins in the second-best conference has to be noticed because it's not a fluke. And not only is it not a fluke, James Franklin's won the Big Ten before. As much as we hate him and people say he's overrated, Joe, I agree with you to some extent that some seasons with some players and some teams, he does not achieve where he needs to go. He's also won the Big Ten. The last time they won the Big Ten, though, was in 2016. That's way too long, and I agree yes. with that. However, they're doing it in the second-best conference, and I would make the argument the second – toughest division in all of college football and that being in that division you have Michigan you have Penn, you have Michigan Penn State and Ohio State are all in that division together that's like saying to SEC fans you have Georgia LSU and Alabama in that same in that same division right they have been the odd team out eventually I think that the James Franklin breaks through and gets to a playoff and here's the other thing Joe that I look okay. at under James Franklin, they have been a top 12 team multiple times, which leads me to say that they will be a consistent playoff team moving forward, right? Now, you can say, well, Blake, you can't put your criteria for moving forward, and I understand that. That's where maybe my weakness is in talking about this debate. Joe, you can't dispute 11 wins. You and, and not only 11 wins, and uh, another one of those seasons of the four was COVID, right? They didn't play a full season. So I, I do sit here and ask myself, so wait, if in two seasons, in, in four seasons, two of them were 11 wins, and one was COVID, and you had a down, a, a more of a down year, Joe, they're, they're a consistently good team. Now, are they a great team? No. Are they a good team? Yes. Let's redefine the word good here. They're a consistently above you know, average you're team. They're consistently in the consistently top competitive team. team. Oh. I don't think that here, – here's one other facet I want to throw you, in here. Competitive with Competitive teams do not win 11 games twice in four years. Is that but fair? It, it, it's – it's to the point that I made earlier, though, that they have they are consistently knocking off and beating up on the Minnesotas, the Iowas, uh, the Rutgers of the conference, the easily beatable Big Ten teams, because we can sit here and agree that after Penn State, Michigan and Ohio State, the Big Tens gets pretty light. It's it's not a very deep conference. It's got three really quality names at the top, but it gets really, really thin, especially over the past decade. So they're beating up, they're pulling all these wins to have really great um, final records at the end of the season and for them to be in the conversation and to be ranked in the top 15 on a year-to-year -year basis and to play in the Rose Bowl like they've done so. But I, they don't have any signature wins that I can point to. I mean, heck, it took them winning the, the Rose Bowl this year from the fact that, that Cam Rising got hurt in the game and not having Dalton Kincaid playing available for Utah. I just don't think well, that well, they have taken that extra Penn step State forward. Did 
have their corners out too. Their two elite corners did not play either. So if we want to play that game and rising got hit in the game and went out, that's not, yes, you can't say that to Penn state. Cause it's not fair. Now you did say something that I'm going to, the, the one thing that I, I, I disagree with you the most on this is, mm-hmm. well, so is Ohio state and you got them in your top five. Wait, what do you mean that Ohio State doesn't have any – They're beating up on very low teams in the Big Ten just like Penn State is. But in the past five years, they have hit every single threshold that I've talked about here in terms of producing first-round talent, top ten recruiting classes. They've been one of the winningest programs in that five-year span. They also have more college football playoff appearances and – have also gotten close to competing for national championships in that span. Well, they're not they that far removed for. from a national championship. Yeah, but every time that they've gone outside their conference other than once, Joe, they've lost. Remember when Oklahoma and Baker Mayfield came and put the flag in the middle of the O? Yeah, they kicked the crap out of them. Yeah, they, they got kicked the crap, they got out of them. crap kicked out of them. And then they got blanked by Clemson in the playoff game. Literally couldn't score. So but they're 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 asked to play much more difficult out of conference games because they're playing in the playoff. Three conference championships is three more than Penn State has touched in the past five years. That's a big gap for me, which is why I think that there's a massive drop so name, off when we start name another about Penn State. team. Name another team not named Penn State that you that's had two seasons of eleven wins and one COVID year that you would put ahead of them because Oklahoma I, hasn't done it. Oklahoma, but what Oklahoma has done is that they've won their conference. They've won three conference championships in that span. So no, like, they haven't. I can't put it. No, they haven't. Am I reading this wrong? I have the. Yeah, you're reading it wrong. Maybe. Oklahoma's two won then. two in the last four years. Okay, apologies. They've won two. That's still two more than in what? The wor- and the second to worst conference in the P5. So, since we're talking about Oklahoma here, can we pull up your your top ten? Yes. Okay. So here's Joe's top ten. Go ahead, Joe. I'm placing Oklahoma for the fact, again, that they've won multiple conference championships. They read, have made read it out for the people listening on the podcast right quick. What do you mean, read out my list? Yeah, read out your list because if they're not listening, you know, if they're just Georgia listening. number one, Alabama number two. You're right. I didn't even think of that. Clemson number three, Ohio State number four, LSU number five, boo! Oklahoma number six, <laughs> Notre Dame number seven, Double Michigan boo! number eight. Number nine, Oregon, and then 10, Utah. Look, Oklahoma, as much as we want to rag on them, and I know that, yes, they're playing in a, in a weaker conference of, amongst the Power Five conferences. The ACC is not much more talented than the Big Ten that we can sit here and, and knock Clemson for the success that they've had. They have reached two college football playoffs, and they have won two conference championships in that five-year window that I have alluded to. They've also had multiple top recruiting classes. I understand the concern potentially for what Brent Venables has for the future of this Oklahoma Sooner program. But I think that what we've got in the past and the the groundwork that has been laid for this Oklahoma team, I think that the future is brighter for Oklahoma than it is for Penn State because we have seen James Franklin bring in these recruiting classes on a year-to-year basis and not produce. So I don't have faith that he's going to suddenly transition and turn in production. And you've never seen Brent Venables do it. Because he's never been a head coach. And that's my point. So I'm glad that you brought that up. You the, the only thing that you've seen from Oklahoma and their new head coach is six and seven. It's the only thing that you've seen. You know what I've seen from James Franklin as an example? Be, winning at Vanderbilt. 
winning at Penn State, winning two, having two seasons in the last four of 11 wins. Let me tell you why Oklahoma does not deserve to be in your top 10. Okay. Name the toughest team they play every year. Texas. My point exactly. Now Who's name the toughest team, team uh, Clemson plays Penn? every year? I think that Clemson, well, Notre Dame, I mean, they played Notre Dame, what, four, three of the last four years? Yes, and, yes, and they so have. They, and technically, they've played them four times in the last three years, if you want to talk about the, the COVID year, where they, where they played, played them in the ACC. They played them in the ACC yeah. championship game. So don't say that Clemson doesn't have any teams that they're playing against. And here's the thing about All Clemson. Right. Here's the thing about Clemson. If we go off your metric in the last five years, okay, if we go off that metric, they won a national title in 2018, and their worst seasons are 11 wins. Okay? They've won national championships. And not only that, are you ready for this? They've mm -hmm. won playoff games. And not only have they won a playoff games that last four years, they went and beat a really good Ohio State team and then faced probably, some would argue, you can have the debates amongst yourself, the best team that college football has ever seen in that 2019 LSU team, right? Yes. They've been there. They've won they've won playoff games. They've won their conferences. Joe Clemson, as an example, has won twelve has had double digit wins 12 straight seasons in a row under Dabo. And everybody's like, oh, he sucks. Oh, he plays in a bad conference. Well, the truth is, and the NFL tells you this every year by their drafting, mm -hmm. the ACC has more talent than the Big 12 does. Now, here's the reason why I don't like Oklahoma and yours to, to debate my number one. They constantly, when they outside of that Ohio State win, okay, but which is not in a five year span, I might add. Yeah. So when they go out of conference, they get their, that, it's not that they just get beat, Joe, they get demolished and up and down the field all the live long day. And it's, I get that it's not necessarily all Brent Venables' fault that they went six and seven. I get that. But here's another thing, too, that really concerns me about Oklahoma. Joe, you had Lincoln Riley that went to USC, mm -hmm. double-digit wins. You had Brian Kelly go to LSU, double-digit wins. Hold on, uh, hold on. Yes, you yes. Had, hold on, hold on. You had Marcus Freeman, who I have poo-pooed upon. Mm -hmm. Joe, he's one win away and possibly two really bad losses away to having 11 wins. And, a, and, and let's call it what it is. He can get kids, meaning Brent Venables, better kids to Oklahoma than what Notre Dame can because of the academic restrictions. Don't tell me that Oklahoma and Brent Venables gets a pass when we just saw other coaches and Mel Tucker in two years, I might add, even though he had a bad year last year, has also won double-digit games in a really he, tough conference. He absolutely gets a pass because we have to look at the fact that Compared to all those other coaches, except pause, maybe Brian, pause, K pause, except for maybe pause, Brian Kelly. Pause, pause, pause. Did he have 30, 30 scholarship players when he entered that building? I said, ex no. except for maybe Brian Kelly. So did Lincoln there Riley. Lincoln Riley had 42. Brent Venable stepped into a situation where all of his top talent jumped ship to go to other programs, especially the guy who just won the Heisman Trophy and one of his top receivers. All that whole roster he stepped into was decimated for a first time. Not This isn't a, a new head coach stepping into a program. First time ever as a head coach to take over a program to deal with that in your first year, 
is really, really hard to overcome. But you know what he did? The reason why I feel that there is a very positive outlook for this Oklahoma program, the fact that he went after it in the portal this year and in the 2023 recruiting class to produce a top three or no, sorry, top five. I don't know where he finished it on 247 Sports. A top five recruiting class in 2023 is very significant. And you just said it. He is, he'll have an easier well, time why recruiting are you debating Oklahoma. them in Oklahoma. I mean, them in Clemson when you have Clemson number three. I, I, I wasn't. So I was just using them as a qualifier of like, I, I don't want to, I don't think it's fair to compare. To, to total, I don't think it's 100% fair to knock Oklahoma for the, the schedule that they've played. I don't think that's totally and fair. And it's not fair to do it to Clemson. That's that's what I was trying to point out. I think that we our streams got crossed in terms of what we were trying to talk about. I was just trying to bring up that Clemson's really good. I'm high on Clemson. I have them ranked really high. I want to also consider that Oklahoma, despite them playing a weak schedule and a weak conference, that they still have produced competitive, talented first round caliber quality teams that they've been able to put out there. The big difference now is that they don't have Lincoln Riley anymore. And one thing of proof that we have is Lincoln Riley does not show up in big games. They got their butts destroyed. Uh, that was the worst phrasing to use. They got their asses kicked against Utah in the PAC 12 championship game. And they got their asses kicked in a bowl game against an American conference team. I and think that Lincoln was the problem. Oh, stinking Riley. Stinking Riley. Okay. All right. Let me put mine back up. R which ones do you hate next? Go ahead and say it so we right. get it out of the way. Like we're getting this out of the way. LSU at number three. If we're going off of four-year success, it come on. Come on. I understand that they won an at the national championship in that time span. I understand it. I, I have them ranked highly because of the, the one year they produced that massive haul of first-round picks in the Joe Burrow class, the Jamar Chase class. Or no. Those were two separate classes. But that Joe Burrow class, a lot of talented players. They've had some good recruiting classes. But that transition period of when Ed O was out and that really bad year that they had, and then Brian Kelly coming in, I don't know if it's – I don't know if I can qualify them at number three. They deserve to be in the top ten for the success that they've had, all the games that they've won, the big games that they've won, including dominating in a national championship game. That's all huge. But to put them at three, it's a little bit too high for my taste. Joe, name this team. You ready? Okay. Over the last four years, they've either won or been to two SEC title games. They've won one national title, and they're third in NFL draft picks. Name that team. It's LSU. It's Alabama. So now when I turn on to LSU, ha-ha, mm -hmm. trick you, trick you, ho. Here's the thing. Do you know who's behind Georgia with the most NFL draft picks? LSU. It's not Alabama. You can Google it if you'd like. Last year, as an example, Georgia had 15 guys got drafted, right? Tied an LSU mm -hmm. record in 2019, the 2019 team. LSU was second last year with 10. My, my point in with this LSU thing is this. I will forgive the Ed Orgeron saga at the end, because, Joe, look at how much NFL talent they were producing. The NFL, the talent has always been there. The program yeah. – and we, we're not talking about teams. We're talking about programs, right? So you mean to tell me a team that's either played for or won the SEC twice 
has one national title, is tied with the University of Alabama in a four-year span, only behind the University of Georgia national titles, that they do not deserve to be there, Joe, in the last five years. You can even go five. Clemson's the only other team outside the SEC that's won a national title. When I ta- when we started the show, I told you this. We have to put more emphasis on winning national titles. Joe, at any given year, when the Sugar Bowl is hosting a playoff game, LSU is going to be in it. Hey, is the Sugar Bowl hosting a playoff this year, by the way? LSU's played in every single one of them. My point is, is this. Any coach that's worth a salt or damn can come into LSU and win. You know how I know that? Because Les Miles got to two and won one of them, and Ed Orgeron won a national championship. My point is, is that when you start putting Alabama at number two and you have LSU and Alabama with the same type of championships or championship runs in a four-year span, how are you going to tell me that you can put Alabama at number two and not LSU at number three? Now, I conceded and said, you know what? I don't want to get into the debate because there's one thing that LSU does that LSU doesn't have. His name's Nick Saban. And quite honestly, I feel a little icky sometimes, even though I do cover LSU, of not putting Bama number one because of what they've done. But you cannot tell me when I start giving you the statistics or when I start telling you what's happened on and off the field that LSU shouldn't be up there. Joe, here's another thing. They won the West. The LSU, and I'm going to talk about this in serious depth tonight on my other show. Mm-hmm. Of the last four years, LSU and Alabama are 2-2 two two against each other. Two and two. Oh, by the way, you know who else they're two and two against? Georgia. So when we sit here and say, if you're going to put the top two teams, one and two, and then say that LSU is tying them in almost every metric besides Georgia with one national title. Blake, I can't back placing a team in the top three that only has one. And we're going off of this window. We've established this window is four to five years. Yours is four, more minus five. I gave them an extra year. They have one college football playoff appearance. They won a national championship in that year, but they only have one. That counts for something. I, we can add all these extra stats. I think that those are all great, but I, I but can't move the goal you have Ohio State who's not won a conference They've made it three times. They've made it three times. No, no they have three not. times. They've no, had- they have not. In the last four years, Ohio State has gotten beaten by Michigan twice, and Michigan would be your Big Twelve champ, Big Ten champion. Something's wrong with this list that I put together. I wait. it's very wrong because who won? Who won last year? Michigan or Ohio State? Michigan did, but they made the, who won they made the, the year playoffs. before in Ann Arbor? Michigan or Ohio State? Michigan did. They didn't make it. They made it the year before that, though. Ohio State. Yeah, they made it the year before in the COVID year and got beaten the national title, okay? But here's the thing, though, Joe. They didn't win it. They didn't win it. And you want to talk about them getting to a national title? They Not only did they get to a national title, Joe, they only played six games. They only played six games and were able to play for a national title. So I, I understand that there were a lot of people that were frustrated with them making the playoff that year. 
But at the same time, they still made it to the national championship that and season. And had to play five less games than the they, SEC. No, wait, I, I, I was correct. They made, in, they made the college football playoff in 2022. You can't, I, I spent 30 minutes, a good amount of time writing all this information. But no, you said, to, no, you said, no, 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 no. You said that they won their, no, you said that they won their conference three times. No, they, I said that they made the college football roll playoff. Roll the tape back. Roll the tape. Are you talking you about the beginning of the show? they won the conference three times in a row. No, they didn't. Are you talking about just now what I just yeah, said? Yeah, that's what you No, just I said, said the college football playoff. I said Maybe in your head you said that, but it didn't times. come out your it didn't come that's out your mouth, Paul. That I that's what I meant to say is that I swear to God that's what I said. This stupid I, saying coming, I at, was saying coming out of your mouth made me chuckle. I realized that. Three times in the past five years. I know that they they haven't won a national championship. I get that, but that deserves recognition. They've also been one of the best recruiting teams in the country, which deserves recognition. I think that our view on Ohio State is altered because that they've gotten their ass kicked by Michigan, which is an important game, a very important game. But that's only been the last two years. That's only Joe, been the, the last the, two years. The toughest teams that they've played over the last four years they've lost to. They almost beat Georgia, who who won the national championship. So it doesn't matter if you lose by a point. They played Georgia closer than LSU did this year. Sounds cute. Sounds very cute. They didn't do it with 60 scholarship players and under NCAA sanctions. It it's besides the point. One one How is it besides the point? Joe, let me tell you the God's honest truth. Ohio State is the most overrated team on this list. Now, Penn State's the most overrated. No, hold on. They're the no, they're the most the overrated. Let me tell you why. Because mm-hmm. every single year, I get told Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State. Now, last year, look, I will admit, and I and I tell you this, I told you LSU exposed Georgia a lot like how Oklahoma exposed Alabama in 2018, and Clemson would wax that re- that rear end. My point is, Joe, every year I hear they're a top team, they're a top team, they're a top team. They don't win. At what point are we going to come in here and say, nah, you know what? All that's cute. They got more playoff appearances. That's cute. National titles have matter more than appearances. National, t- national titles mean more than appearances ever will. Let me tell you something, Joe. If we win one national title and don't make it for the next five years, color me pink wait, because wait, wait, wait. I'm happy as a lark. Here, here's where one thing gets really confusing for me is because you place Penn State in there for talking about how consistent they were. And then I'm trying in to talk up and bring up. 10, wait, wait, number wait, nine. Wait, wait, but I, your logic has to be consistent here. I'm including when Penn we're State. Debating, when we're debating. Hold on. When we're debating the top, when we're debating the top five, you have to talk about national titles. When I'm talking about, let's and, just and say, I'm giving them credit for the national title. What? They have not been consistent in the past five years. LSU has not been consistent in the past five years. If that if that season where they won Joe, a national they have championship is removed, the amount, Joe, they have almost the same amount of wins as Ohio State does. They're one away. Now I'm using that like, to my advantage because of COVID. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. And I'm like, wait, that doesn't add up. It does Blake, add up. Blake, if we are talking about the most consistent programs in a five-year span, three college football playoff appearances is more consistent than one. I know that they won the national championship. It is a massive accomplishment, and it's why I included them it in my top the five. ultimate accomplishment. 
It's yes, it's the, ulti- ulti- it's, it's the only accomplishment. accomplishment that you need. But how many how many times in the history of college football have we seen teams win national championships and then do you fall think off? teams get favored? That do you think teams get into playoffs when they shouldn't? Yes. Is Ohio State most of the time one of those teams? That's a very leading question. Okay, so then spare me. Checkmate, ho. Yeah. Checkmate, ho. Also, by the way, you. By the way, wait, wait, by the way, by the way, Ohio State has won three Big Ten championships. I just pulled it up. They won it. No, they didn't. We talked about the last two thousand. It's been Michigan. I said five years. Five years. Two thousand eighteen. Two thousand nineteen. Two thousand twenty. I need to just trust the information I have I have written down because well, I was, next year I put was correct. five years. Don't say four years. I said five at the beginning of the show. Oh, d- okay. All right. I have my problem with LSU. What's the next problem you have with 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 my list? So glad that you Rudy Pooh asked. <sighs> Joe, are you ready to get mad? Is Notre Dame too high? Notre Dame is a little too high for me. All right. Let me can, let me tell you why. Go ahead. They haven't won a conference championship. They're not in a conference. Okay. Well, that's something that they can't control. Your coach left. For extenuating circumstances. Here's the biggest thing for me. You ready? Okay. You don't, you're that pro. When we talk about top 10 programs and being serious now, mm-hmm. John, Jack Schwarbick does not back that program. He doesn't. No, I, I don't disagree with that. The only it 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 for me, for me, it, at this exact moment, it has nothing to do with wins and losses. Mm-hmm. It has to do with that you wanted to go get an offensive coordinator and you were too cheap to do so. I guess I, I guess the engineers in Indiana didn't put enough money in the offering plate to give back to the Catholic Church to go pay three three I think what four million dollars to go get the kid from you the guy from Utah. Yeah, Andy Ludwig. You're not going to win when you're able to do that. You know what else? Your AD came out and said he hated NIL. Do you understand how stupid that is? It's extremely stupid, and I, I don't disagree with his handling of it, and I, I don't disagree that there are problems for – he's a lawyer. I mean, he's not fit for this position. He shouldn't hold this position, and he has shown a lack of ability to produce success in this position. Uh, I would love for there to be a new athletic director – but my placement of them is justified by I know that they haven't won their conference because they don't play in a conference. They can't control that. I think that if they were in the ACC in this five-year span, they would have at least won it once. I think that with, with having a, da- a potentially, especially maybe like this past year, the way that they beat up on Clemson, the way that they dominated them in in the game that they played against them, that's a I would have argued you lose to a tree. I would have argued that they would have won this year if they were playing in the ACC. They're one of the most winningest programs in this span. They have played would have, a competitive if you would have schedule. Lost to Stanford, you would have lost to a team in the, in the ACC in the in the early begins. When you're losing to Marshall, and when you're losing no, to Stanford, they play primarily an ACC schedule. They beat up on. They beat North Carolina and Clemson, the two teams yeah, who played for the had ACC two championship. Linemen out that went and two receivers out. They still blew out both of those teams. I know that. I get the the roster issues of missing those guys but they still beat both of those teams and the rest of their schedule which was primarily ACC programs besides that though one of the most winningest programs in this five-year span they've had some of the best recruiting classes and have produced some high quality first round draft picks them having their two college football playoff appearances 
I think is notable. Who was the head coach for those? It was uh, Mr. Brian Kelly, who's now at LSU. (laughs) Woo! I think, and the reason why my homerism, I tried not to let it come too much into play, I think that there is still a recoverable future for Notre Dame. I agree with that. I think that at the very least for the limitations that Marcus Freeman has been presented, has been able to still establish a good culture and a good roster. And Notre Dame, plain and simple, is one of the biggest brands in college football for a brands reason. Brands mean nothing about program, though. But they're, they're a successful brand. They are one of the most successful I, I big brands in brand. college football. I hate the okay. brand and we program are two different things. Okay. Look, the year that they win the ACC during COVID, I gave, and you can go back on Twitter, I was giving Notre Dame massive props. Just because, look, you went into a situation where you didn't have to go in there. You could have coasted. They could have legitimately done the same thing that Notre Dame did and gotten to a playoff, right? Because they could have played six or seven games. They could have been one of the plus ones for a lot of the a lot of those ACC teams. They decided mm-hmm. not to do that. They played. My problem with Notre Dame on the field is this. Joe, with all due respect, I just don't know enough about Marcus Freeman. And you talked about me being consistent. If I'm going to say the same thing about Brent Venables, I had to put some of the same things on Marcus Freeman. I I agree with you. He recruits at a good level. However, when you're not serious about NIL, when you're not serious about going and getting elite coordinators, and you let guys because of NIL like Peyton Bowen, the kid that went to Alabama, walk because you're not serious, all you tell me is is that you're not serious. Now, the only reason that I put them at number 10 is because they do win. The worst season that they did have was nine wins, right? Like, that's the worst season yeah. that they've had in, a, in that five-year stretch. Under Brian Kelly, what was it? They went five straight years of 10 wins plus. They have the, the, the structure where they can do a lot of good things on the field. However, Notre Dame consistent. This is the problem with Notre Dame. You ready? It's not that they don't get really good four stars and can compete at a high level. It's that they just cannot and will not put in the infrastructure and the timing and the money to go and get the Peyton Bowens and the Keeleys or whatever the kid's name was from out that went to Alabama. They yeah, won't Keely. do it. There you go. They won't do it. That's why, Joe, I just can't take them seriously. I understand that. And I think my placement at seven is very fair with all that being taken into account because it's also very wrong. It's not, but for some of these other teams that I have them ranked ahead of, Oregon and Utah, uh, I don't think that they've been necessarily in the national, national spotlight. They've been consistently good, but they have not touched the playoff. In Oregon hasn't in a while, and Utah hasn't touched it at all. Utah does have the conference championship wins, which I why I justified their placement where it is. I have to say this about Michigan, and this is kind of a uh, my next point on yours. It goes in line with it. Notre Dame deserves to be ahead of Michigan simply because I think that there is a extreme recency bias with Michigan and just the general college football media landscape. And I know it's a, what have you done for me lately? Kind of a environment. Let me really interrupt you. Let me really interrupt you. How can it be recency bias when they're winning the conference back to back? Because the last two times that they've won the conference, they've gone to the playoff and got, Beaten effectively and what happened handedly by TCU, handedly by TCU, and then they got dominated by Georgia. 
I know uh, Notre Dame hasn't put up the biggest fights. Not, in that not, as, not as much as TCU got handled by Georgia. They, they still, but, but they lost court. handedly to Notre TCU, who got blown out points. by Georgia. Notre Dame only had three points against Clemson in the playoff appearance. It took y'all, it took you over a half to get past the 50 yard line. What are you talking about? That was a blowout. That was a blowout. They <laughs> neither of these teams have shown up and been competitive in the college football playoff. I think that's critical. I do think though that it's worth acknowledging the NFL talent that has been produced because I think that they're even. That's how I see it. Is I see they're even and I give well, the what bump. are you bitching at me for? I'm not bitching at you. You had them ranked higher. You had them ranked a lot not higher. You had Michigan. Spot. You had them ranked higher. My whole point here is that I like Notre Dame fitting above Michigan because they've had better consistent recruiting classes. They've had better NFL talent. And if we're going shot for shot here, getting embarrassed in the playoff, I'd rather have Notre Dame in what they've done in the past five years. Also, Jim Harbaugh is going to just leave it at any given time. Marcus Freeman, I'm I don't so think is leaving anytime soon. That. If he was going to leave, he would have left. I, I think that he, he was, was waiting for the, the right opportunity. Job. He was offered the Vikings job, and he didn't take either one of them. He wasn't offered that job. He was offered. You want to you get in a source off? I don't have a source for that. Okay, you want to get in a source off? Wrong move by you, Big Daddy. I don't have a source on that, so All I'm right. not going to sit here. And I didn't know that you had a source Ian Rappaport reported that he got offered by Minnesota last year I before they hired the I guy from, uh, was it uh, San Francisco? It was the Rams. It was the Rams. I thought that it, I thought it was the opposite. I thought that no, he did, he denied them. Remember, well, wait, wait. He got a contract. He got I'm a misremembering. Contract. I thought it was that he wanted to have roster control and they weren't willing to give. No, him that. Well, no, they offered. I mean, but regardless, even if he did want roster control, he still offered. I think at some point he's going to leave for the NFL. I don't disagree with that, but at the same token, he's he hasn't. Okay. He, as much as we sit here and talk about how Marcus Freeman isn't helped with NIL, and he's early on in his tenure at Notre Dame, it seems like Harbaugh, that's why he's flirted with the NFL, is because he doesn't think he's getting the support because he's also at an academic institution that values academics higher and traditional values higher. I, I think it's I think at a certain point the the straw gets broken. You know, he realizes he can't win the national championship in Michigan and that he decides to to jump ship and, and go to the NFL where you can have more control. I think he can win it. I don't think he can. You think he I, can win a national championship in yeah, Michigan? I yeah, I do. He's not here's beating what he, any of the got to do. Teams. Here's what he's got to do. You ready? He's got to get more weapons on the outside. Because, Joe, when – that is going to accomplish that. They, uh, they, can't uh, even, they can't even get the quarterback uh, car whose grandfather was a legendary – Lloyd Carr. I don't. I don't. I don't He's put, going to no, Notre Dame that because you, the kid committed to Notre Dame. You can't do but that. You can't. Because, you can't even. You can't even Joe, recruit legacy, the top players. Legacy, at legacy their kids don't. Legacy kids usually choose other schools. Like I think it's like fifty-four percent of the time, or something crazy like that. But you it's it's it. telling of their lack of ability to recruit talented offensive weapons. It was a miracle that they got well, JJ McCarthy. But they they get him. They did. Get I don't want to hear about. They almost didn't get him, but they got him. They did, but they don't. They don't get this Listen, top end receiver talent. They just as don't. Andre one three thousand once said, "It ain't tricking if you got it, because I got it." They don't develop 
that receiver talent as well, to your point. I just, I don't Thousand think that it's possible. Strong. I mean, I agree. I agree. They got to get better there. They do got some really good running backs. It's so. really similar to Notre Dame if we actually, no one I feel like makes this parallel where Notre no, Dame hasn't had the receiver talent. And they, yeah, where they get some good athletes that don't develop. It's very similar. Good offensive linemen. Good defensive linemen. It's very similar. Let me go to yours right quick. All right. Joe, you ready for this? I don't know if I am. Where do you let me ask you this question? Where do you think I'm going? Alabama at number two? No, why would I do that? Because you hate Alabama? That's true, but no. Where do you think I'm going? Take another guess. Well, we already yelled about LSU. We're not going to yell about Georgia. Is it Clemson at three? It is Clemson at number three. Okay. I'm okay with it. Oh. I'm going to give you a little props here. Okay. We talked about debating. Here's how I'm going to flip this debate. Okay. I'm okay with Clemson going above LSU. Here's why. As I mentioned earlier in the show, Joe, they have 12 straight seasons of double-digit wins or more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Garrett Riley being hired there is a massive deal. It's a massive deal. Do I think Dabo's a loser in reference to how, what he says at the podium? Yeah. Yes. I do. Do I think he's a winning coach? Yes, also I do. Joe, they have national title appearances. They get to the playoffs a lot. They've had, I'd say, two bad seasons, okay? Two bad seasons in the last four. They're still double-digit wins. Here's the thing that I continue to go at, okay? You ready? Mm-hmm. Buddy, in the last four years or five years to your criteria, they won a national title in 2018, Okay, Alabama's last one was in 2020. I don't understand sometimes the hate that Clemson gets. Now, everybody says, well, they're in a bad eight. They're in a bad uh, uh, conference, and I get that. But here's my problem with that. Some of these top 10 things and top 10 polls have USC in it. And Joe, to be honest, in both of, our, in both of ours, we both have Utah at some form or fashion. I, right? I would a million times over would put Utah in here than they – USC hasn't beat them. Recently. I I agree with that. And they went four and eight, and they went I think eight and four or seven and five the year before that. They have it's not Oklahoma been West. It is Oklahoma West. Here's the only thing that I'm going to say about Clemson. Mm-hmm. Okay, and people say that I'm just a closet Clemson fan, and maybe I am. Maybe I just don't realize it. So I think this Garrett Riley thing's a big deal for me. And I think now that they got Klubnik and they they went out and they started to dabble into into the transfer portal, they've gotten better at wide receiver. It's kind of sneaky how good they've kind of gotten better. They still recruit at a very elite level in the defensive line. They still got really good defensive pieces. Joe, I, I think that Florida State may be my ACC pick. I've talked about that at nauseum. But I I I look at Clemson and say to myself, man. I don't know, because if Garrett Riley can fix them offensively, Joe, they are going to be a handful, because I do think that they've still recruited at a high level and a high enough win level to at least at minimum make the playoff. I'm not going to – I'm okay with Clemson being at three, man. I, I just am. I, I, I don't know how other people are going to feel about that. That might be what people hate about me the most about is that I don't think Dabo's a bad head coach. I think a lot of people, and I already had a co- someone comment this, think that it's outdated to place Clemson in this spot. I don't but think it's outdated. The, the reality of it is you look at their resume, 
they're dominating an, e an easier conference, but they've won four conference championships. The one year that they didn't win it was a down year, and Pitt won it. They've won it every other year since in the five-year span. They've won a national championship. They've had some of them the most. I think they're tied for the most. Yeah, they're tied with Ohio State and Alabama for the most college football playoff appearances. They have the second right. most tied with Georgia in the five wins in that five-year span. They also have some really talented recruiting classes. But the reason why I've always knocked Dabo and why I knocked him a lot this last year, and he's already proven that he's not going to be stubborn anymore, is he's been unwilling to go outside for hires for coordinators when they've been struggling. And he already did that with Garrett Riley. He also was really stubborn about turning to a younger player when the older player was struggling uh, in DJ Uli Ungalale. Uh, when you have issues like that with your starting quarterback, he's done that in the past. He did it with Trevor Lawrence. And now he's going to Cade Klubnik. I will say, so today we're dropping this interview on the Draft Prospects podcast show um, probably at the end of this week or next week. We had Jordan McFadden on, who is a starting left tackle for uh, Clemson. And I asked him, I asked him, what comparisons would you draw between Trevor Lawrence and Cade Klubnik? And Jordan said that he thinks that they're both really great natural leaders. And that to me is interesting that he was willing to commit that to him and didn't really bring anything up with DJU. Um, it's a little telling on in, in my eyes, but I think that Cade and Garrett Riley combined, they're going to get back to the levels of success that they've had in the past. Ben broke through the door and literally just kicked my door in. So <laughs> that's what I was dealing with. Uh, I, but I, I did hear you, and I agree. I, I just think that they can get back to their some of their winning ways. I like them a lot. You know what team that I put in there, Joe, that I hate myself for doing? Who is it? Oregon. As much as – and somebody also questioned me on this one. They don't make sense. They feel really gross putting them in there. But they're a winning team in this time span. They've had a lot of good recruiting classes, good first-round picks. I feel, I feel two so – Two conference championships. Joe, I just feel so yucky. They're a good program. It's it, it's they, one of those where it's like, uh, yeah. They, when's the last time they the last time they made the playoff was Marcus Mariota? Yeah, and that was a completely different head coach. Those two no, head coaches, two ago. head coaches ago, right? Like we're way past that, way past that. I don't feel good about it. the only reason I put them in here was because they do have two Pac-12 championships. Okay, I just don't like him. I, I look, Dan Lane's a good guy. Maybe they, you know, maybe Bo Nix and and you went and got the what was it? Not the the Thibodeau kid, the Jordan Birch kid. Maybe you can do some good things. I think it's yucky. I don't know why I did it. I don't know why I did it. I feel they, so. I feel. I, I feel like I need to call on the Holy Spirit to have my soul cleansed for putting them at eight. See, I, I just am optimistic about their future outlook and what they can accomplish in the long term. They've got an, a very sneaky resume because I think we were just, our mouth was so sour from what happened in the last year for Mario Cristobal where, you know, they got embarrassed in their bowl game. They got embarrassed in the Pac-12 championship game. They got beaten by Utah twice. Like that put a bad taste in our mouth, but there's no denying the fact that they've won two conference championships in this span. And then on top of that, they had one of the best transfer portal and recruiting classes in the 2023 cycle. They're going to win the Pac-12 next year. I think that they're going to win it. Not enough people are saying that. We'll see. We'll see, man. I don't know.
I, I just I just don't know. I, I I don't see it. You don't think that this, I, I no, know that you're a little I bit think, more. I think when push comes to shove, Bo Nix is always going to Bo Nix. I don't disagree with that. I think they've done a good enough job of surrounding State. him with defensive talent. Oregon State. Wins the Pac-12? No, but when I'm talking oh, about Bo Nix is going to Bo Nix, you know what team we're not talking about enough, speaking of Oregon State? Dude, they did have double-digit wins last year. Do you trust DJ Uyunglele, who was the reason why Clemson I, couldn't move the ball? Well, I know one I thing. Bo Nix went out to the Pac-12 and, got, and looked like a Heisman Trophy contender, okay? What can DJ do? Because DJ was better at Clemson than what Bo was at Auburn, and Bo lit it up in the Pac-12. Bo, was, I, I don't know if I agree with Bo that. I was, don't know. Bo was bad. Put this in a hashtag. Bo was below average. Bo but was below. But Bo, Bo, was below. Bo was below. Bo was below. But Bo was below. But Bo was playing in the SEC, and DJ Uyunglele, no alliteration there was playing in the ACC. That's the difference. If DJU was at Arkansas, maybe this would be a different conversation. If this was KJ Jefferson, I'd back the hell out of that take. But was DJ... They won, was they won, getting playing like crap against State, Oregon State beat Oregon and had 10 wins with a catch-up packet at quarterback, a thing of mustard at running back, and a thing of lettuce at no, wide they're receiver. Wrong. I forget the running back's name. The running back's very talented. He's the best player in the room. If you can't offense. remember their name, then he was a packet of mayonnaise. He was an all-conference player. He was if a good player. He, if you can't remember his name, he was a packet of mayonnaise I on the West Coast. was hit too many times on the head, and I can't remember things. Not more that. than me. Not more than me, buddy. That's true. That's absolutely true. Great show. We'll have to pick up this NIL discussion next, uh, next show. Yep. I'm not yep. going to the practice on Saturday. Oh, so we're going on Saturday then? Probably. Why aren't you going to practice? I'm not going for 20 minutes. It's just uh, not happening. That's fair. Not happening. All right, guys. We'll be back Saturday. We'll see y'all Saturday. Joe, great debate. Congratulations to you, even though your list is not as good as mine. It might be the first congrats you gave to me for an argument, so appreciate that. Great job. You got to take it out, comes. That's what she said. <laughs> Oh, that's the only way to end the show. <laughs> Peace, guys. We'll see y'all. We'll see y'all Saturday.